0: Velkins and today's date is April sixteenth, two thousand twenty-three. And before we take your calls, and they're starting to come in now, um there's something else I wanted to say here. This this is gonna blow you away. Uh again, I found many people who understand really what's going on. I found a lot of nurses who uh who know the fraud of COVID, the shots, the boosters, the mandates, all this. They they're very Understanding of what's going on here, they understand Agenda 2030, they understand Klaus Schwab, the Great Reset, they understand all this. I I've never met so many informed nurses. Now these were nurses in the higher risk areas: the ER, the OR, the ICU. I, I met a lot of people. It, it, it appears the educated, the higher levels of healthcare were the ones who really got it, who understood what's going on here. I'm in the uh, the waiting room here. I've got my IV. I've got everything ready to go. I'm being prepped. to have my antibiotic going. And pretty soon I'm going to be rolling into the OR to have my right hemicolectomy, that cancerous region cut out, and the anastomosis. Put it all back together here. Um, a nurse came to me. She, one nurse is on the side of me. She's putting in the information, the vital signs. She's watching the monitor, putting the vitals in. We're talking and the other girl comes up to me with consents. You must have signed this consent here for the procedure, not a problem. I understand. I sign my name to the consent for the right handmilectomy, and uh, she, "Oh, here's another one. I need you to sign if you want to. This is permission to take your tissue sample for DNA. uh would you like would you accept it here I said, no, I'm not going to accept that. no, I decline. I decline. Want nothing to do with that. no. And she looked at me like deer in the headlights, like, well, why would you decline the DNA? And I said to the other girl to the side of me, I said, you do, scan, you do understand the scam of 23me and how they were taking the DNA of animals. And people and things, they were selling it off and they're using it for experiments. You understand the gain of function, Fauci thing, the whole thing. You understand that all, right? And she said, I totally do. And I agree with you. I wouldn't sign that for the DNA either because I know they're they're using it for something else. It was amazing to hear somebody actually say that and confirm what I thought, what's really going on, what I believe is really going on, and that the DNA is being sold off. It's not... It's not coming back and saying, oh, here's your here's your history, here's your ancestry history, all this thing. It's not that. It's being used. It's being sold off, and they're using excuses to to get your DNA here. It's being sold off. Like everything else is being sold off for information, your DNA. If you turn your DNA in, it's gone. It's not yours anymore. It's going to be used for whatever. And uh, she was she really – one nurse was kind of surprised. Uh, like I said, deer, deer in the headlights – of why I wouldn't sign. I said, no, I decline. I decline. Uh nope, decline. Not interested in selling off my DNA for some kind of experimental gain of function. No, not interested. And uh so that's where that stands. Uh, the condition I, I end up getting and the, I talked about it earlier called the pulsatile pulsatile tinnitus. I was amazed how many doctors didn't even know that either. Uh and that's associated with low blood volume and also the anemia, also causing the skin lesions and skin problems. Uh, So, you know, here's something. I had a condition. I learned. I looked it up. I learned something, and I shared that with a doctor and a bunch of nurses. And uh, maybe they are going to be better nurses and better doctors now. But uh, from my experience of learning on my symptoms, interesting. Pulsatile tonight. Just look it up sometime. uh, All associated with anemia. But I thought the DNA story of uh, asking if they could have my DNA and give them authorization to use it. No, not at all. No, not interested in doing that. So we'll leave that there. Let's go to the phones. We got uh, a couple lined up here. Chance in West Virginia. Welcome to the show.
1: Yes. Hello, Steve. Can you hear me?
0: I hear you fine.
1: All right, Steve. Well, I'm not going to talk about the screwed up world and its problems. Uh, I called because I'm glad you're feeling better and I'll keep you in my prayers. I know exactly what you probably went through, especially emotionally. I've been through it myself in 2005. And every time I hear a big C diagnosis, a chill goes down my spine and I shake a little bit because I've been through it. And uh, so not many people, they can sympathize, but they don't understand what a person goes through when they're diagnosed with it. I do because I've been there. And you brought up the point about yeah. your mama. Yeah. Yeah, and let me tell you it was the same thing with my mama. Yeah. Uh, she was torn up and she's a, and at that time she was a ten year cancer survivor herself when I got the yeah. cancer ten years after. Sure. And the hell I went through in my mind thinking by me being sick and seeing my mama tore up like heck. I felt guilty for being sick, for for putting us through that, you know. See, and these are things that people, you could talk to people, they don't understand. They can sympathize, but they don't really understand. Uh, This is why 17 years later, 18 years later, every time I hear it, the floodgates open up and the memories come pouring back for me. And uh, the most important thing, Steve, is to uh, take care of yourself. And I will pray for you, my friend. Um,
0: Chance, I, I really appreciate that. When I said earlier about the r b n family, I, I really sincerely mean that. Um, I get choked up thinking about it. I, I received so many nice emails, letters, you name it. Uh, that were forwarded to me from the from the network. And uh, very touching uh, people in very same situations years earlier had an experience and, you know, tell me, keep a chin up here. You know, positive thinking, positive think, which brought me to remembering that uh, story about the CD from Acoustic Alchemy, positive thinking. I mean, Nick Webb could have named it anything, but uh, even on his deathbed, yeah. he said uh, he had a good life. Uh, it was a short life, but uh, he accomplished a lot of great things, some great music to put out there. And he was going to leave this world, not in grief and 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 anger at the world for his diagnosis Uh and dying early at a young age, but he wanted to leave this world, letting everybody know that positive thinking, I still touches me to this day. That's a it's a great CD. If you ever get a chance, go on YouTube and watch it, listen to it. Positive thinking, 1987. I was 1998. I'm sorry.
1: I was 45 when I was diagnosed. And uh, the hardest thing was seeing my mama broken up. Yeah. So, and you know, I felt so guilty. that I accepted it because I beat the odds. I accepted it. My only concern was trying to make my mama feel better. Yeah. So I told her, I'll never forget. It wasn't the right thing to say. I found out later, but I told her, I said, "Look, look, I'm at peace with it. I'm ready. If any now, you can't tell a mama that because a mama doesn't want to hear that. Okay, right. but I but I thought I was doing good because I couldn't see her like that, sure. and uh, so that's why I had a qual. Uh, I've been through that, and then you brought up mama, and uh, it just uh, it's uh, the floodgates open up. I actually shake when I when I when I think back on it. You know the memory. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Steve, uh, keep your chin up. Don't let so many things bother you. Uh, I know it's uh, you're doing a talk show, but your, your your health is the most important thing. And uh, I will pray for you, Steve.
0: I appreciate it, Chance. Thank you very much for those words. I, I really do. You know, my mom, she's 88 years old. And she broke down when my wife called her and told her the news, the first thing. And like, oh, my gosh, he, and he takes care of himself. And, you know, and uh, the first thing came out of her mouth, mouth was, your children aren't supposed to leave before you. I'm 88 and what, my, my years Marley. old, and, and my son yep. can't die before me. This is, can't happen. Um, again, the prognosis is is favorable. It's in my favor. Uh, if they Absolutely. got it all, and um, like I said, we'll find out. I, I've got to meet with an oncologist just to talk it over. I'm going to get a second and third opinion, and I'm going to be talking to some other people about natural, holistic things, different things I can do. And uh, so yeah. I'm not necessarily w- wanting to say, yeah, I'll, I'll sign on to the chemo because I, I really don't want to do chemo. I really do not. Um, so I'm going to weigh all the options. We're going to sit down and talk about it and figure it out and come up with the best the best regimen for myself like i said i plan on being around for a long time here to be a thorn in in the side of my enemies i'm not gonna i'm not leaving anytime soon chance but i hey, appreciate you know your call See. and uh, i need to move You're on because right. i got one two three four four more in the loop here but chance thank you for those kind words and those prayers i appreciate it back to the phones let's talk to pat in texas welcome back pat
2: hey Ron. Hi, uh same there. I uh I, th- I missed your first hour because I got a message that one of my friend's gra- uh uh kids, uh mother is being put on hospice. So I mm-hmm. said, Oh mm-hmm. no. <laughs> You know, so I missed the first hour. I, in fact I didn't even know RBN was really working today. <laughs> but uh, I, 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 um, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you an email uh of okay. stuff you might have missed. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And and and, uh, and I asked her, I said, did they take the shot? Well, I know you didn't. I said, because no. then they're going to have to do something eat different, you know. Yeah. And that's me talking. But mm-hmm. if people will do all these things in normal life. You know, J.R. Moore's wife passed away. And uh, he, he said more than once. And she said, honey, are you mad at me because I didn't take the things you wanted me to, and he said, no, honey, it's your choice, but he, I've gathered over the years that he took uh, the vitamin B17, the uh, apricot pit, yeah, and, and, uh, well, you know, everybody's got all kind of uh, solutions, I I mean, that brought back a memory of of my husband on the radio with uh, a guy who was on there, and he says, what about B-17 apricot pits? He said, oh, no, they don't do you. But if you want them, I have them for sale. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> Okay, I'll yeah. let you go so everybody else right, can get on. All right, I
0: appreciate the call. I okay. I thought about you quite a bit when I was lying there in bed. I really did. I, I said something to... Uh, I think I was talking to Steve Like when I called him and said, hey, can you cover me for a little while here? And I started, you know, I've been thinking about Pat in Texas. You know, she always calls up and yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> talk about the Bible and uh, spiritual things. And, uh, and I said, I'm, I'm thinking of her right now. I said, I hope she's thinking of me, and maybe she can put a good word in I for am. me. But uh, Pat, thank you for the call. I, I need to move on here. Uh, Misty in Kansas, you're on.
3: Hi, Steve.
4: I'm so glad you're back on.
0: Yeah, me Uh, too. Me too.
4: Yeah, I hear you. And definitely, you've been in my prayers. I want to give a shout out to Mm -hmm. Michael Rivera because he kept everybody on his broadcast updated on what was going on with you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was. I was in contact with Claire. And my wife was with Clary and Mike, and uh, they would call or text and say, what's new developments on Steve? And I, the initial the initial shock of it all when I got the diagnosis was it hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm going, oh, my gosh, I'm 61 and this is happening. Like I said, I know people who abuse their health and I'm not one of them. So why this happen to me? And so I can, you know, I can go down that road and blame, try to find blame with myself, but I think I can't. I just, it's simply a, a, a genetic s- situation. I, you can't pick your parents, and uh, that's that's my situation. Well, but, uh, exactly. Mike, Mike was great. I kept him in the loop, and I said, uh, and the, tell everybody, you know, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I don't know when. Give me a couple of weeks. I'm going to get through this crisis. I'm going to come back stronger and hitting it harder than I ever have before. And uh, like I said, I'm sticking around to be a thorn in my enemy's side. I'm going to be around for a long time.
4: Amen. Amen. And I, I like I say, I appreciate the communication because that's how I got mm-hmm. updated on kind of what was going on with your health situation and yeah. prayers and everything else. So I know you got calls. So I'm just glad to hear your voice.
0: Thank you, Misty. I thank you for your prayers too. Thank you so much. You guys really are family. You really are to me. Let's go back to the phones and talk to another of the family here my good friend in Utah, Mr. Tom in Utah. Welcome back, Tom.
2: Hi, Steve. good to have you back.
0: Yeah. I'm just nice gonna to be give back, you Tom. one word and drop.
2: Okay. Autodigest. Figure say,
0: that
2: say one it out. One more
0: time. Say it again.
2: Auto digest.
0: Autodigest. Auto-digest.
2: You want
0: to stop that? No. Okay, give, give me some more explanation here because I think you may have stumped me on this one. Your auto digest, go in some explanation.
2: You um, needs to digest yourself. Okay. I'll leave that with you, and you can call me anytime. I'll I, take I, you I've through. be doing
0: that. I will be doing that. And <laughs> if, uh, by Fred the way, in Michigan, Fred in Michigan is listening, I will be giving you a call also. Fred, thank you. Other cough. Uh, let's go back to the phones and talk to Francis in North Carolina. Francis, hello,
4: hello man. Hello.
0: Did, did uh, you say? Did you say hello, young man?
4: Yes, I did.
0: Thank you, thank you, because I needed that right now. I needed that right now. Thank you <laughs> for that. I
4: look at this way: I'll continue to do that until you're a hundred years old. Then I'll start calling okay. you old fart. How does okay. that grab you? Anyway. Uh, hat's off to your dear wife for being there by your side, for that matter, during the whole thing and keeping people updated. So yeah. you go, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as you're being uh, thrown in the side of those that have been causing problems, yep. go for it, dude. Besides, uh, you have a long way to go ahead of you, and you'll still be doing it even when you have a full beard of white, silver mm-hmm. hair. Well, you know, I, I said
0: to myself, I said to myself, Francis, that I told my wife, you know, at the time when I got the diagnosis, and I thought, I'm just too young. This this can't be happening. And I said to myself that if for some reason I I did have a short life, that I would try to, if possible, from above, <clears throat> still work from above to find answers and solutions and to bring people to justice. And what's going on. I, I, you know, I, I still feel that way, but I'm, I'm in for the fight. I'm going to be around for a while, but I also oh, thought yeah. if something ever happened to me that I, if, if is it possible, is it possible to in the afterlife, is it possible to work from heaven to, uh, to, 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 to come back and somehow get these people that are, or, you know, planning this, this, uh, this depopulation, this, this genocide. Okay. It, can you still work from above if you're not on the ground here on Earth? Can you can you work from above? Yes. I was I was hoping that's a that's a possibility. If something happens to me, yeah, I don't want to be out of this fight. I w- I still want to be in the fight and uh, just working from a different location. You know. You think?
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I look at it this way: your spirit is just using the physical body as a vehicle at the moment that you were gifted with. And that does not mean that your spirit cannot keep on doing what needs to be done, comprehending the wisdom you have gained over this lifetime in this particular body, for that matter. So uh, you can still kick tail afterwards. It's just in a different uh, variation or different form. Sure. So, but it, you've got a long way to go before you ever have to contend with that aspect. I, long I way think to so, go.
0: too. I think so, too.
4: So I think play so too. hard, stay mischievous. Yeah. Uh, and remain the. Oh, look at this way. If you want to be a thorn in the side of those who are a problem to humanity, to their own brothers and sisters, be a spur like off of a cockerel rooster. That Fair can right. hurt, yeah. for that matter. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. with that, I'll have lime, coconut, and with my pumpkin pie since the Corona beer has been corrupted by a drag queen.
0: You do that. You do that. Appreciate the call. <laughs> Appreciate the call. Take care. Always later. Always an interesting call from Francis. You know, I, I was thinking about uh, trying to give you an example of my my health situation here. It came to mind <clears throat> that uh, in a car, if you have four tires in a car and you have one car tire that has a slow leak in it, you don't really notice the leak in the, in the tire for a long time. I mean, it, it may leak for a little while, but then there comes a point in time when you're driving down the road with a tire that's leaking, over maybe a day or two, and you start to notice that the car kind of shimmies a little bit. It doesn't handle quite as well. And then the worst scenario is all the air is out of the tire, and you're you're driving around on a rim. I was pretty close to driving on the rim with my situation here, and I am thankful that I got into the hospital through the ER like I said, I got in there early, early in the morning, and we got there like 7 o'clock or 7.30 in the morning before the crowd comes in, you know, with people with sore big toes and things that just jam up the ER. I got right in there. They saw me. They they could tell that something was wrong. My color was off. Did some labs right away and figured out, wow, this guy's bleeding. Let's get him in. Let's get him admitted. Let's find out where he's bleeding. Let's get him transfused. Uh, let's get him back back to where he should be baseline and we'll figure it out from there where the bleeding's coming from but we need to need to get some blood in this guy like i said i was really kind of worried uh in texting dr peter mccullough on the spike protein in the blood and he said steve take it you're in a bad situation here gamble take it take it i did had i known this we've talked about before that if if you know you're going to have a surgery you can plan that ahead in the future, you give your own blood up. You send it to the blood bank. They hold it. They have your name on it. You simply get your own blood back in in, in a time of emergency or after a surgery. They infuse your own blood. God, if I'd only known, I was going to be in this situation. I might have, you know, given my own blood up and and held a couple units on on hold there, and just given my own blood back. But um, again, this one here kicked me. I did not diagnose myself correctly. I was partially right, but not. I did not see myself to be a bleeder and I was bleeding inside. So, uh, without that uh, baby aspirin, I probably would have prolonged and prolonged the bleed. Uh, but this one here brought it to more that you have symptoms. Now, now you're symptomatic. Now something, it has to be done rather than the trickle effect of a bleed, a slow bleed. So we figured it out pretty fast. It was just the diagnosis that I didn't expect. I did not expect a, uh, to find cancer in my colon. I did not expect that whatsoever. Never had any bowel issues. Never had constipation. No black tarry stools. No sign of bleeding. No abdominal discomfort. No distension. Nothing whatsoever. To the visible eye, there's blood there and I can't see it and neither they can they. But doing the occult blood exam here, they come back and say, oh yeah, you're, you're, you got blood in your stool. You're, you're bleeding. So there you go. There's the diagnosis. Like I said, I am remaining positive, positive thinking, and uh, I'm going to be around for a while. Fun lines are open. We got uh, nobody on the lines right now here, 512-248-8252. want to hear what you have to say. If you, We we can lead this topic here of health. I'm done with it. <clears throat> let's talk about the nonsense of uh, – let's talk about wokeism a little bit, wokeism here. You got to laugh at Budweiser and Coors and what you got Hershey's you've got uh, Nike now bra sales apparatus for females. All these companies have been jumping on the woke bandwagon here and I can't figure out why evidently they have not learned from Disney. The disaster of the Disney company of going woke and pushing LGBTQ and transgender and all this brainwashing, indoctrination of young kids through their cartoon characters, their movies, whatever. I can't get over how these corporations have decided to go full force into woke the LGBTQ agenda, pushing this on their products and their their consumers. Now, I don't know about you. Uh, business 101 is in the business of growing a business, you accommodate you, cater to your clientele, which if you're looking at Anheuser-Busch beer, Coors, you're looking at 90%. 10% are those oddballs that are going with the LGBTQ, this transgender nonsense. And uh, so the bad business model, the model not to follow, is to appease the 10% and alienate and anger the 90% of your base. A very stupid, stupid, stupid thing to do. This is not how you grow as a business. Well, Anheuser-Busch is already taking, what, a 6% drop. I believe they're right around $6 billion now uh, in the rears, losing money, $6 billion so far. And a lot of people are taking this very serious. They don't like the You know, you may like a product. But the pushing of a political message here and a political agenda really turns people off. They just want to drink your beer. You know, we want to drink beer. Want to, they want to get drunk on your beer, and it's cheap beer anyway. All right, Bud, Bud Light, it's cheap beer. Okay, I If I drink beer, I drink quality beer, uh, maybe Guinness Stout, something that's got some robustness to it. Uh, I don't drink this light horse piss stuff they have out there. I don't. You're going to drink one beer, drink a good beer, for Get the rest of, the, of the, the volume here of many beers. You don't want that. You just want a good beer, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. But these corporations have gone over to the woke side, and I started thinking to myself, why would they do so? Why would they do so? Is it possible? Is it possible that they have nothing to lose? Is it possible that the Biden administration is subsidizing these companies for their woke agenda? Is it possible? Sure, it's possible. They've got nothing to lose, plus probably getting an extra percentage on top of it. So they lose 6%. So they lose $6 billion, and uh, the government kicks in uh, you know, an extra billion or two. So they didn't really lose anything at all. But they did in the future because they can't continue to keep that subsidy up just like anything else. We're not coming back. And uh, as I as I told people who were actually – who drank this beer, if they do drink this beer – when they wise up and come back and say we made a mistake by doing this we're sorry we're sorry we alienated the 90% of our customer base we're sorry we won't do it again don't forgive don't forgive them there's other beers you can find out there if you want to drink i don't forgive people for these things i would not come back to this this uh, company again for drinking my beer i would not go to go back to Uh, Jack Daniels, I would not buy Nike products anymore. Hershey's chocolate. It's cheap chocolate anyway. Uh, if you want really good chocolate, uh, Toblerone is a really good chocolate. I think it's Swiss made. There's a couple others, but Hershey's cheap, cheap stuff. Anyway, uh, don't go back. See, that's the nice thing about our voice. We have the voice of boycott. You don't like something you don't like the political message that's it's, it's attached to a corporation with their product, you boycott it. You say, I'm not going to buy it anymore. I'm not going to buy this. I don't need it. Now, also look for other subsidiaries of these companies also, because they have other companies too, and I toss them on board also with the boycott. I'm not going to buy this product because it's associated with the mother company. No, not going to do it. So, you can forgive. You can ask for forgiveness all you want. Say you're not gonna do it again. That's fine. That's Jim Danny. I don't care. I'm still not coming back to your product. That's the way it is. This whole thing has been ridiculous. It is a diversion, what's really going on, but this it's embarrassing. It's quite embarrassing. This Dylan Mulvaney, you know uh, Dylan Mulvaney. What's his female name by the way? Anybody know what his female name? Dylan is a male, so what's Isn't the whole idea of being a transgender is to fool everybody? To say, oh, I didn't know. God, he looks like a woman. He really fooled me. I'm not done with this yet. We'll have some more fun with this. We'll get on to some other news
3: Want to diminish muscle aches, joy pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's the Natural Earth Medicine.
0: Have gone woke here with this uh, this tranny transgender person here, Dylan Mulvaney. Mulvaney, Uh, what's his female name, by the way? And Dylan is a male name, so you know, even Bruce Jenner decided to go with a female name, Caitlyn Jenner. Not that I accepted that, but at least he didn't jam it down your throat here. But it's quite embarrassing, you know. this, This these pictures we're seeing, you know, everywhere you turn. Uh, on the Internet, uh, pictures pop up of Dylan, uh, picture with his, his face on the beer can with his total mouth wide open like a little dandy boy uh, in a bubble bath. It's quite, quite sickening. Uh, you're destroying you're destroying the reputation, the legacy, I guess, of um, your beer, your label. But this uh, this female that was hired, uh, this junior executive, evidently I, I don't buy that the, the higher up the brass didn't know what she was up to. They're they're a part of this whole thing. Uh, Lisa Heinerscheid hired in uh, and is going to reinvigorate the label itself and uh, and push it to new limits here. Wow, well, you just pushed it right into the gutter. <coughs> Excuse me. That uh, you destroyed the you're destroying the brand name itself. Uh, it's interesting now that will the higher ups, can the higher ups actually fire her now? And if they, uh, if they, can they fire her? Well, if they fire her, won't they look like they're anti trans transphobic now? Uh, they made a huge mistake. I don't uh, doubt it that they knew from the very beginning what the plan was, but they've been bought off. Like I said before, maybe, is it possible? Is it quite possible that this administration, this, administration which uh, puts that very high on the list of criteria to get hired to the Biden administration here, uh, Blacks, lesbians, gays, um, transsexuals, um, you know all those things are very, very important when you're hiring. Uh, that's part of their, their their diversity program to get hired in the Biden administration. Uh, is it quite possible? <clears throat> that they are subsidizing these woke companies. And so really these woke companies really have nothing to lose. Uh, but in the long run, they probably will because the subsidy can't continue forever. We've got money to pay uh, and send over to Ukraine. We're not done there. I'm not quite sure where we are on the on the aid to Ukraine. I saw numbers of $200 billion. I saw $110 billion. I don't know where we are when it comes down to the aid sent over to Ukraine. Uh, if it goes to the rule of three, a lot of times, I think we probably are closer to $200 billion that have been sent over to Ukraine. So, uh, you know, again, this whole thing with this Dylan Mulvaney, uh is is a distraction from a lot of things we should be focusing on. They won't let this thing go. I just think it's sickening to turn on the TV and see it, and I'm tired of it. So that'll be this will be the last you ever hear from, from me. It's, uh, it's ridiculous, and we need to get on to other things <clears throat> that are very important. Uh, let's talk about what Joe Biden was doing in Ireland. I have, do you have any ideas what Joe Biden was doing on, in, in Ireland? I have no idea, uh, <clears throat> other than eating green ice cream. And by the way, Joe, slow Joe, it's not green ice cream. It's chocolate chip mint. Uh, but what's he doing there? <clears throat> I don't know. What's he looking for? The Keebler elves and the, 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 the tree, hollowed out tree. What's he doing? Over to Scotland next to look for Nessie. I don't know what the, what the deal, what was he doing in Scotland, not Scotland, but Ireland. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, Hunter Biden tailing along. Why, why, why is that necessary? Why would Hunter tag along to go to Ireland? Cutting new deals? New financial deals for the crime family? Uh, why not? Why not? We have a two-tier judicial system. We have an FBI that's watching your back. Why not? Go over there and see if I can cut some new deals in Ireland and sell Washington, the Oval Office, to Ireland. What, what do they have to give us? I don't know. We'll cut another deal over there. The crime family of the Biden family. Here you got 34 indictments that have been drummed up against Donald Trump. Now I'm a big Donald Trump fan, but I, I do see a witch hunt here. Anything they can do to to disqualify him for 2024. And uh, this isn't going to stick. <clears throat> this is not going to stick. It's not within the rule of law. their statutes of limitations. Um, there's a number of things that you just can't do. This is a, a witch hunt from day one, just like the January 6th against him for insurrection and all the impeachments and and Russiagate. Everything's been manufactured to take him down. And uh, I guess Donald Trump actually has earned the title now as Teflon Don. What do you think? Kind of like John Gotti, the Teflon Don. Uh, Teflon Don, Trump. Nothing seems to stick on him. So after they fail on this one here, and they will fail, they will fail because there's nothing legally binding to tie him to anything. They just keep dragging it, dragging the net, trying to find something that uh, the last scenario will be to actually assassinate him, take him out. And don't be surprised if that is what the direction they'll go. That's the only they can do. Nothing else sticks. They want to make sure that he does not. A candidate for 2024. So, do not be surprised if there's an assassination attempt on him. He'd be smart to know that and beef up his security. But uh, I don't know. That's just my my take on it. Let's uh, let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Mike in Kentucky. Welcome, Mike.
7: Yeah, there's an old expression: a picture says a thousand words. So, if I could uh, throw a few thousand words out there, but use your imagination on this. Here's okay. what I think of Operation Warp Speed: the yep. virtue signaling instead of meritocracy. I grew up with uh, a lot of people thinking it's not what you know, but who you know, and you know the clot shots and the uh, nursing s- s- uh, well stupidity that you kind of talked about. Here, here, here this this is a little visualization of people want to close their eyes or use their imagination. Anyway, picture says a thousand words so
0: yeah well I, I think the the sound does too I think we got the message there
7: <laughs>
0: Just, I got it
7: uh, it all needs sewage treatment um <laughs> it all stinks anyway um send it to the cornfield Jimmy uh <laughs> if you remember that episode of Twilight Zone so yeah gee um used to be and i know a couple of people that dared to question what they were taught in nursing school Mm -hmm. like one of them mike you're kind
0: of fading in and out can you speak it up or what what are you on
7: i'm sorry i'm dealing with a cold myself can you hear me any better now oh that's
0: that's tons better yeah that's tons better yeah
7: okay i tried to switch ears there um so the uh the sentiment that I ran into with a couple of people, this is how they used to police mm-hmm. things. Even though this guy was doing quite well in nursing school I mean he's like a three point four. Mm-hmm. He could regurgitate everything he was taught for the tests. Mm-hmm. And this particular nursing school was having trouble. They were their their accreditation, acc- or accreditation however you say that, was in jeopardy because yeah. a bunch of their graduates could not pass the practicum. Right. You know they go out and do their hospital what'd mm-hmm. you call it earlier, their stint and uh, uh practicum or whatever, and then, oh, then you got talking about
0: clinical clinicals
7: yeah clinicals, yeah. yeah, so they couldn't pass their practicum, yeah, and so they were like on probation. Mm-hmm. well, this guy dared to question virus theory, and it was about the mm-hmm. time that guy won the case in Germany. It's you know the German court said basically it was up to him yeah. whether or not to award the prize, you know, and some graduate student had challenged him with four different studies, and he wanted one study that gave the molecular weight of the measles virus and all that stuff well anyway, this guy decided well yeah this this kind of makes sense, you know the idea that they're they're designing a vaccine for a virus that they haven't proven is mm-hmm. the cause of measles uh It's not scientific, and and he dared to talk about that, and they they basically told him, we don't want your kind around here. And you get the impression, how much does that go on around the country? You know, with nepotism in the nursing schools where maybe the daughter is teaching classes, that's the uh, dean of the school, you know, her his daughter, and she's teaching things wrong, and somebody catches them up in that. And uh, the whole class gets graded on the curve except for the one student that went to the dean and says, said, you know, here's this on tape where she's teaching us wrong. And their their grade does not get adjusted. So they get the message, you know. So, I mean, I've known a couple of what could have been very talented nurses that were basically made unwelcome because of that. Yeah. And so the... How much of that goes on to police uh, the medical profession so that you get the yes-men in there, the ones that are interested in being the, the conventional prescribers? Yeah. <laughs> I did I did find one exception. A, uh, I'm trying to remember what he was. He's not a podiatrist, but um, he works on feet and legs and ankles and stuff and does surgery. I can't remember what that's called. Uh, but anyway, uh, he actually, as a cyclist, told me to wrap my knee when I had tendinitis in brown paper bags with apple cider vinegar. And mm-hmm. I was like, Huh, oh, why is he telling me this? Because I think he knew I, I was, you know, pretty not that well off financially and wasn't going to yeah. get to come to his office. Sure, sure. Yeah. You, you know, you have to go through gatekeepers to even get to a guy like that. But I happened to be in the same cycling club yeah. and mm-hmm. rode with him a few times, and he had tried to make a an effort locally to promote cycling, but mm-hmm. not around these parts, you know. Yeah. But um, it, on the beer issue, I did want to say I gave up on gluten about 13 years ago, and the gluten-free choices weren't that great. But I used to love mm. Mexican food with the Coors Light Silver Bullet.
0: Mm. And it
7: was the flavor combination that got me, the, not that the mm. beer was that great. Yeah. And uh, I found something called Smith Forge Hard Apple Cider. And, man, mm. I just need, mm. like, one of those. <laughs> yeah. I didn't dare yeah. buy a six-pack. And then the Kentucky quit selling it. I'd have to drive to Chicago to get it now, but that stuff's yeah. really good. If you wanted to try something, that you'd only you know drink a half of one or something. You know. Well,
0: you know, I, I think it's it's interesting these uh, the reputation of some of these companies. Let's let's say Jack Daniels, okay? Jack Daniels. When you think of Jack Daniels, you know what, what would John Wayne say? You know, these guys, oh. uh, these cowboys come in and have their shot of uh, Jack Daniels. It's a uh, it's considered. Uh, I don't want to say redneck. It's it's down home boys, you know, drinking their good old beers and they're drinking their Jack Daniels and they raise a little bit of hell here, and uh, and then here we have the company that's uh, that's going totally woke here for this Dylan what? Dylan Mulvaney. Think- There's transgender. No. It doesn't make sense. I mean, it doesn't take rocket science to know that. If you go in the direction where you were going with the manly man, you know, uh, toxic masculinity now, uh, you've left the man and gone over to the the dandy boy. And I don't know about you. I don't think dandy boys are drinking. Uh, I don't think they're drinking Jack Daniels. I don't think they drink Jack Daniels. They're drinking those little fruit, those foo-foo drinks, the fruity drinks with the little straws in them and the little, the little umbrellas. You know, they're not drinking Jack Daniels. Uh, so they well, just like, destroyed uh, their label. They destroyed their, I like their, their Sam image. Adams.
7: Sam Adams was pretty good. You know, Brewer and Patriot. It was kind of a macho brand. But once I decided to go gluten-free and my joints all quit hurting, you know, it led me down a path to kind of what, uh, you know, earlier Tom from Utah said, mm-hmm. avoid digesting yourself. How do you avoid digesting yourself? And, you know, all these vaccines and these shots— they bypass your immune system and puts whatever they're brewed and cooked up in, incubated yeah. in, chicken yeah. eggs yeah. or monkey kidney tissue, that gets injected into your veins. That's so right. it's no wonder it causes uh, autoimmune disorders because uh, and, and it's made out of the same proteins we are. Yeah. And so uh, your immune system gets confused, and they put this in an inflammatory junk in there to provoke an immune response called yeah. adjuvants, which some of which were right. discovered by accident, like... Uh, Alum, so and I don't even think to this day they actually know how alum works. They just know, hey, we get more titers, so it's yeah. working. And that sounds about as scientific as uh, I don't know what, but it doesn't sound very scientific, <laughs> you know. So yeah. you, you know, yeah. we're just told to trust the science, or tr- you know, and, and, and you know, the it's like if, if the space aliens come down here in ten thousand years, they'd probably go, wow, these people. Really were easy to dupe, weren't they? Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'll let you go, i guess. I agree with that. Yeah, the green people come in and say, oh, you people are easy to fool. Yeah. All <laughs> right, let's hilarious. go back to the phones, and uh, let's talk to James in Vancouver. Thanks. Welcome, James.
1: Hey, good evening, sir. How
0: you feel? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. How are you doing, James?
1: Not too bad. Uh, how about those post-op meds? They got you on that still, or?
0: No, actually, you know what? I've got to get staples taken out tomorrow. Not tomorrow, Tuesday. Right. Um, I'm sore as could be on my abdomen because they had to cut into, you know, the abdominal rectus muscles here. And, yeah. And uh, they reach in there and to grab what they wanted to take out. They did it through a laparoscopic procedure, but then they had to open me up anyway to get it out. So right. I'm, I'm sore. <clears throat> I'm sore on my abdomen right. like somebody punched me a couple times really good. And uh, sometimes I wear a little binder to kind of, control it yeah. and if i cough i want to hold a kind of splint the area but other than that uh, no pain just just pretty uh pretty sore still still pretty sore
4: yeah well
1: uh, i uh called in to uh, wish you all the best and uh, i'll uh, try to keep in touch with you as time goes on then
0: i appreciate that do please do please do all right sir. please do right, sir. Please have do. a good night <clears throat> All right, enough of this uh, transgender stuff. I don't want to talk about it anymore. The guy's uh, nothing to me, and uh, let's just hope he goes away and we can get on to really what's important here. Um, Joe Biden is is in quite a jam right now, quite a jam. Uh, If you've noticed that China has been making their move on Taiwan, uh, kind of a blockade here, a lot of uh, destroyers, a lot of ships out there. And uh, looking like they're going to pounce on Taiwan. Interesting because months earlier, big talk from Joe Biden talking about what action would the United States take if China were to move on to Taiwan, take on Taiwan, take it over the island itself. Of course, we will act militarily, he said. Militarily? Yeah, what does that mean? Okay, well, (laughs) it can mean a lot of things. Conventional war, that could mean nuclear war if they want to go that direction. Let's hope not. But uh, it uh, clearly looks like China has the upper hand right now on Taiwan. So understanding that we have depleted much of our military arsenal already, we have depleted a lot of our resources, financial aid. uh, We don't have the backup in supplies now of our own military. We've depleted our own strategic oil reserves. We're not in really good shape. Plus, we have a woke military. The Pentagon generals are more concerned about woke than they are, uh, defending this nation. So we are quite in a jam here. So the big talk, the, the tough talk is exactly, that's all it was is tough talk talk and, uh, there will be no action. So we can pretty much say, uh, Taiwan is going to be under Chinese rule at some point in time. I'm pretty certain that's going to happen. um, it's a mess. It's a mess out there. You know, it's it's interesting that this uh this leaker from the Pentagon, actually he's not a Pentagon leaker. He actually was on a military base and I believe it was in Massachusetts, some uh, Air National Guard here guy I can't remember his name offhand, Jack something. Some last name like Tex something, but I don't I can pronounce it. Uh I find it quite interesting personally that Something of the nature of security in the Pentagon could be accessed outside the Pentagon from an Air National Guard base. I find that quite interesting how top security stuff could be in the hands of somebody else on another base. Uh, I didn't think that was possible unless this was all purposeful. And if purposeful, I'm trying to, Mike Rivera and I were talking about this, if it's purposeful, let out for a reason, and this is all an inside job here, there has to be a reason, causation, some kind of benefit from doing so, and I can't see it. So what I can guess, guesstimate or estimate on this is that it wasn't one lone person. There were several people actually involved on getting this information on a USB drive and walking out with it. But what it does point out is that the mainstream media is very much tied into Washington here. Uh, You don't have to worry about Operation Mockingbird. You have a willing, compliant mainstream media here that is working with the United States government to bring uh, misinformation, disinformation, and flat-out propaganda and lies to the American people. We should be celebrating this. We actually really should be celebrating this leak, this kind of leak, because it actually told us the truth that things are not going well in Ukraine. Ukraine is losing. They're losing very badly. At first I reported it was a 4 to 1 ratio. Now I understand it's a 7 to 1 ratio. Seven Ukrainian soldiers dying to one every one Russian soldier. Seven to 1 ratio here now instead of 4 to 1. It's going very, very badly. And if it were going well, they wouldn't be asking for more money, more aid, more aid, more aid all the time and more military supplies. It's not working out well for them. So the bottom line is, where's the United States going to stop and finally say enough's enough? OK, we tried. We tried to stop them. It didn't work. Ukraine now is is overtaken by Russia here. They're going to take out the Nazis. They're going to do their trials, put people on trial for War crimes against their people, the Russian people in the Donbass. Um, that's the way I see it. it's going to happen. And I, di- I can't see this going nuclear. I hope it does not go nuclear um, because we're, we're going to lose. We're all going to lose. Russia's not going to stand for that. They'll launch a bunch. We'll launch some. They'll launch some. We have no winners. What I do find interesting now is that the coalition is falling apart in Europe. And that uh, President Macron how has pretty much instructed the rest of Europe to say, you know, this is the United States' beef. This is their battle. Don't get yourself involved in this. Well, he's smart to say so. And Jeremy would be smart to say we're done with this, too, because, well, first of all, we need the energy. We need the oil. We need the natural gas that Russia supplies. And this whole blowing up of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline that Russia would blow up their own pipeline is ridiculous. Thank you, Seymour Hersh, for bringing us the truth on that. So this is not going well. The coalition is falling apart in Europe. The United States is pretty much standing alone on this one here because this is not the world's fight. And to be honest with you, Russia gave plenty of notice to stop these things targeting their own citizens, stop or else. So or else happened. They're simply making a wrong, a right, and that's the way I call it. That's the way I see it. Oh, by the way, I uh, have a new time slot, slot next uh, starting next week, next mon- uh, Sunday. I'm going to be going a- an hour early. There's a-, a time schedule change. I guess they're adding a couple more people. We've had some people leave and coming on board here. So I will be on 6 to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. 6 to 8 p.m. starting next week, next Sunday. 6 to 8 Central Standard Time here. So looking forward to that new time slot. You know that 8 to 10 for my time down here, 8 to 10 was kind of when I was not feeling well. I don't know what it was. I was pushing myself to get in here and do a good show. But I tell you what, that last hour is like, God, I'm really dragging here, but I, I can't show it. i got to do my best. But uh, now that I've... Got my blood levels back up and feeling pretty good. I could stay on that, but uh doing it for the network, we have new people coming on board, so welcome aboard everybody, and again next uh the twenty third next Sunday, a new time slot six to eight p m central Standard Time, okay so that's that uh very little time left. take any more calls. There's no calls in the loop here anyway. What' can I leave you with one last thing here um This is one interesting thing. We have a long history of chasing the bad guys all around the country here, chasing the Taliban, the bad guys. we got to chase them here, chase them there. Of course, we know the CIA created the Taliban as uh, as our proxy enemy here so we can chase them into other countries. That's a good excuse to invade in other countries that we're chasing the bad guy in your country. Of course, you plant your heels and you build an embassy there, and you decide to steal their resources and overtake their government. Put in your puppets to give you what you want. I started thinking about this whole problem—the the big story of fentanyl coming in this country. Fentanyl, my God, we've got a big load of fentanyl we just discovered. We we just caught here. It could kill. It could kill everybody in this on this planet. But we still have all this fentanyl coming in from Mexico. Can we not treat this situation? The Mexican drug cartels can we not treat them as terrorists essentially they are can we not do it the same thing we've been doing in other countries can we not send our top notch military can we not send in the, uh, the special forces into Mexico whether they give us permission or not to hell with them because you're part of the problem but can, I, can we not go into Mexico and take out the drug cartels can we not do them why not why not seems to me that would be a good thing to do. We'd stop the drug cartels from getting drugs into this country. We would save a lot of American lives. we save lives everywhere. So how can we don't do that? Why don't we go into Mexico and take on the drug cartels? We could whip them, right? We, we, we could or could we not? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe our military is not as strong. Maybe our special forces aren't that special. And maybe they can't take out the drug cartels. Or is it possible... Is it possible there are kickbacks to be made from the drug trade in this country, from that fentanyl coming to this country? Is it possible of kickbacks? Is it possible? Sure, it's possible. Happened in Vietnam? and It could happen there, too. Uh, yeah, maybe the money, there's kickbacks. Maybe there's money to be made in the fentanyl trade coming to this country. And maybe it's all being used for black ops. Special operations to be used on overthrowing governments across the globe here. Maybe that's why. They can't go to Congress and ask for that money. It's illegal to overthrow a government. Can't do that. So we'll just take the money from the drug cartels. We'll get we'll get uh, paid off by the drug cartels. We'll allow so much fentanyl to come in this country. And we have a problem, but uh, we have no solution to fix it. We have a solution, but we don't want to use it. Makes you think, doesn't it? Makes you think. I don't hear the music yet. There it is. I hear it now. That completes our show. I'm back on Monday with Mr. McDonald for the National Intel Report. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your concerns, prayers. You are family. Health, happiness, and safe travels. We will talk again. Good night.